11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Perfect Soccer Podcast. Our guest today is Brian Jordan. Brian, how's it going? It's going really good, man. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Um, <clears throat> let's just go back in time a little bit. What, what's your first memory of playing soccer? My first memory of playing soccer. Let's see. Wow. Uh, so my sister was playing soccer. Um, and that's kind of how I got into it. Um, our cousins had told my dad about it. My dad got my sister signed up. So by the time I was born, she's 10 years older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time I was born, she was playing. So my earliest memory of it was probably at just one of her games and seeing everybody else play. And I was kind of like an active wild kid. So I was like, oh, that's something I want to do. And so it's probably just seeing soccer from afar. Uh, but playing, my first memory is just, Falling out, running with the ball, I think, in my mm-hmm. living room. Yeah, no, for sure. That's funny. That that just like makes sense, and that's a huge, huge age gap. So that's like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting. Um, so yeah, most, just... most kids, most kids, uh, I think they don't get to play indoors. But uh, mm-hmm. for some reason, in my family, my uh, my, I guess my mom didn't have a big issue with it, and we didn't have many, many breakables in our living room. So I'd play with my dad, uh, Nerf soccer, a whole bunch in the living room. There you go um and going into uh high school like what what was your like recruiting process like to college uh that's a tricky one i feel like for most kids right like so anybody yeah. listening to this a lot of times you're like how do you get to that next level um basically by showing up every day and just training and stuff just happens right so for me i didn't know how i was going to make it to the next level i know in high school i was a standout kid um and I always had it in my mind because my sister was older than me. I was just going to kind of follow her path. She went to Cal State Dominguez Hills. Um, they were a very good team. And it was just right where the LA Galaxy was playing at the time. So I figured just in my head, oh, I'll get over there. Maybe somehow they'll see me there. But then um, my club team ended up going to a college showcase tournament. And I ended up just randomly doing a bicycle in front of some college coaches. And they came over to our team, started talking to our coaches. Well, my dad was the assistant coach. So right away, one of those teams was Oregon State. Um, And so I went on, uh, what do you call it? Because he got in contact with my dad, uh, I went on a visiting trip up there. And then they offered me scholarship. And and that's how it ended up happening. So And two, they're in the Pac-10 or whatever the pac 12 pack, whatever it is right now. Um, 
And so I figured I'd be playing good teams like UCLA and all that. Stuff. If, if I had to go at it again, I'd probably stay more local. I know as far as soccer goes, UCLA is always respected. I might have I might have done that, but sometimes you just got to go wherever gets it done and gets you the opportunity. Yeah, no, for sure. And then, like, tell me – I know it's, like, kind of confusing, especially to me because, like, I'm not <clears> – <throat> well, I learned a lot over these past, like, years doing these soccer podcasts. But, like, tell me about, like, were you – you weren't on the, like, the LA Galaxy – youth team no so so to fill you in a little bit about that is uh just recently the galaxy is kind of or or just america in general has kind of created this youth setup program where you can kind of you know jump the ranks but when i was growing up it was completely different man like um and that's why too i really applaud not only not only do the guy, young guys coming up deserve it, right? They put in the work, but I really applaud a lot of the people, you know, I came up with and even before me, like uh, look at Kobe Jones and like the way the league is totally shifted. Like Kobe Jones literally had to go overseas to even play soccer and then come back. Does that make sense? Like yeah. the league wasn't even here for a period of time. So as far as youth soccer goes, uh, there's only AYSO, which was like a youth thing and then club soccer. And so if you were, and then there was high school, but that wasn't really taken serious. So if you were a good soccer player, when I was growing up, you were playing club soccer. Um, and that's the only thing I had And California is so damn big, yeah. right. That, uh, you know, a lot of talent goes missing. Like you can't really find them. They're all spread on different teams. So now just having youth clubs where all those good kids get to, you know, come together and play at the LA galaxy or, or other clubs in town, like, that's awesome for their development, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, just going, just, that's funny. Like, it wasn't even around. That's crazy. Like, yeah. how much stuff changed. Yeah, I'm actually, it sounds funny, but I'm learning just as much as you are yeah. about the youth. Because, like, none of that was around when I was there. So, uh, I have two close friends, Juninho and uh, Marcelo Sarvis, which both of the LA Galaxy, and they're a part of our youth programs now. Uh, Marcelo's coaching galaxy too but like just learning kind of how that stuff works has been very interesting because it's completely different yeah it's even like weird uh that i i've i've interviewed players in the past too where it's like they're in the the mls youth youth team um and then they they some of them can't get drafted i think because they're with it which is like weird because like in the in the nhl it's you get drafted you could get drafted by a team they have your rights through the college, like your three or four years of college uh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like, it's it, I, to me, I'm like, it's kind of weird that they don't get that feeling of getting drafted. That's what I like. That's what I think about is like because that's like a whole experience usually. Yeah, I, I well, when yeah. they do, are you saying like the official moment of like being drafted? Or you're wishing the kids could have that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I, I guess I can hear what you mean, but but uh, as they come up, you know, this sounds silly, right? Like I agree with you, right? Like it should be yeah. special, but I think they're having a special moment in their own right because I, they're experiencing it much much earlier. A lot of kids probably don't even like. For example, I don't know if you know this, I've never been drafted. All right. Yeah, I've never been drafted ever. Uh, I I walked on to every club I've ever been on. Um, and made a name for myself and then uh like how i even got into the mls was uh they bought me from portland um so like i've myself have not been drafted and 
I guess for the youth, all I'm saying is they'll make that progression. Like, let's just say you're playing LA Galaxy youth ball right now. You progress, you progress. At, at one point um, from the second team to jump up to the first, you sign a first league um, contract. And that's kind of your celebratory, whatever they write. They do write up an article about it. But yeah, you're right. You don't you don't get drafted. Yeah, It's a different process, I guess. And yeah. a lot of Americans, I think, put a lot of importance around drafting when yeah. I think I think just getting the contract is pretty uh, celebratory in itself. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, that's why too, like, <laughs> it's even funny because I interviewed uh, Kevin Paredes, uh, yeah. who's yeah. now overseas. Um, and it was, it was weird. It was like, I, I didn't even really know what to ask because he was 17 at the time. And I'm okay. like, yo, so you're still in high school and you're on DC United, like the senior team. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, yo, so what do you like tell your, like, what do you tell your teachers? Like, and he yeah. was like actually going to school still too. Yeah. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, imagine telling your teacher, like, yo, I can't come to school today. I got like a, I got a pro okay. MLS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, it, it is funny, man. Like, uh, it just goes to show you we're all just people on this earth, you know, and it, you have just life stuff just like everybody else does. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hey, I uh, didn't get my homework done today. I got a pro soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is it. That is an odd, uh, odd sentence though. Uh, now going, going back to or- Oregon state, what, what was your time like there? Uh, my time. Um, well, unapologetically here, I would say, you know, I'm a Cali kid, born and raised. It's very different growing up in Cali than it is uh, in Oregon, especially a small town like Corvallis. So I came there. Uh, I had the mentality that I'd do anything uh, to, to, to get where I wanted to go, right? So if I had to go up there, different weather, different people, different all that stuff, I, I didn't mind it. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a very specific personality, though. Um, uh, throughout my whole life, you know, and having my father as my coach for most of my life, I think a father son relationship is quite vastly different than like a, a, a kid to a coach, just a normal coach. Like you can't talk to him in certain ways. Right. Well, my mm-hmm. whole life I've been, me and my dad are very close. I've been cussing at my own dad my whole life. Right. <laughs> so, and two, I, if you were to really get to know me, I don't really have bad intentions for anyone. That's just not how I function. So a lot of times when I come in con- or conflict with people, I really – it upsets me, and I don't know why, right? And so I come up there. I dressed different. I had all that stuff. And so my time up there, especially in the beginning, was, you know, uh, interestingly frustrating. I was a good student, but I would get in trouble because I'd finish all my, my, my studies in class. And then we had this thing called uh, – I don't know. Maybe you had this whatever for college athletes. You have to go to this thing called study hall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I had all my work done. So what was I going to do for three hours a night in a study hall? Right. So what I ended up doing was causing, you know, problems like like playing around because I had no work to do. Right. So what do you what what do you what is a college kid going to do for three hours sitting in a room if he doesn't have no homework? Right. And so that would get me in trouble sometimes. So. So anyways, to say the least, that was the the behind the scenes of it because that was the schoolwork. But as far as the playing, man, that was my first opportunity to get to really travel around the States. Um, I clashed head to head with my coaches from time to time. They would tell you the same thing, but it's basically just because I was a good player and, you know, I see things a certain way and I knew that I could do anything I tried to do. So when I get in there, I'd score goals. 
um, and uh, was a good part. So it was a great experience for me. It was just quite, quite different than I was accustomed to here in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's pretty funny. Um, and then and then you you kind of said before, like you didn't quote unquote get drafted. So tell me about like, was there a time at Oregon State that you thought you could go pro or like, did you not think you could go pro? Like, what was your thinking process? Yeah. Like, or, or like, when did you know you could be a professional? Well, I'm, I'm going to be honest, man. I'm one of those people in life that's just extremely driven and hopeful and self. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I tell kids, and I don't know viewership wise if, if you guys got a lot of kids, but like, I tell every kid I talk to, man, self belief and focus, mm-hmm. right? And hard work are going to take you so far, man. Even with what I do now in acting and uh, playing professional sports acting, you get told no a lot. Yep. I, you get told no, just in life in general, you go into a store, whatever it is, like sometimes asking for somebody's number or whatever, you get told no a lot. And so if you don't believe good things about yourself, it is very hard for others to see over time that they should be saying yes to you as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I'm being serious. I think I decided at the age of like eight or nine years old, I was going to be a pro. And that's just always what it's been. Like if you talked to like girlfriends of mine from high school, whatever it is, like I was always talking about doing that. Right. Um, and so that was just the belief in myself. When did I get outwardly feedback that I thought I could go? Well, when I started playing college, you know, it's funny as you work your way up in, in life and in sports, you meet more and more people that are the best from where they come from. Right. And that's a natural pro- uh, progression, especially when you're playing pro, like on our team, we had Alan Gordon, some names, other MLS names you might recognize, uh, Robbie Finley, Ryan mm-hmm. Johnson, uh, Mwanga, Danny Mwanga, there's there. We had all Fords that ended up coming out, and, and they were getting write-ups about them, about how well they were doing. And so I was seeing myself at training, and I was comparing myself against these guys, and I, I think they're great players too. But I was always like, well, shoot, if if they're getting certain write-ups or whatever, like I know I've been busting my butt, and I've been doing just as good at certain things. So I think there's a real opportunity there. Um, and so how it went out was they have like a little draft, um, kind of camp that they put together. And I guess my name was on a list, but in like the reserve people of on that. So I didn't get, I didn't get, uh, invited to the, what do you call it? Combine, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I was a known guy. I feel like on my team and in my, my leave for pack 10, um, didn't get called in for that, but I just started walking on to teams because I believed in myself, like I said, and, and went on to three three teams or something and ended up in, in Galaxy. And Galaxy had a guy, Paul Bravo, at the time that coached UCLA. So he knew me, brought mm-hmm. me in. They liked me, but uh, full roster. So they sent me back to Portland saying, hey, why don't you play for the Portland Timbers? It's a league below. And if you do well up there, we'll buy your contract out. So I agreed, yeah, let's do that. I went up there, walked on, was leading scorer as a rookie, and Galaxy made good on their offer and bought my contract. Boom, that's crazy. Yeah, it's just soccer is just so, like, I just feel like it's just, there's so many different it's paths to get to them. Yes. Like, yes. it's just nuts. It just doesn't, it's just not uh, the conventional, like, sports, like, either in other sports, like, you, you start out in the minor league or you just get drafted or you're in the G League or whatever. Like, yes. it's, it's way more complex like you just said like people people you were mentioned before like some people go overseas then come back or yes. vice versa or 
and then you started at the USL and then went up to the MLS and things yeah. like it's just that, crazy. That's why I always tell kids too, because I feel like we like a clear pan, uh, plan and path, right? And, yeah. and as you should, if if you if kids listening, you know, um, really want to go pro, and and if you're you jump out ahead of it, start contacting coaches, contacting this, you can do all you can uh, to. Uh, create the best path for yourself but mm -hmm. let's just say you are one of those people that aren't really getting those certain opportunities don't get down man keep believing in yourself yeah this the, the situation right you don't have as many contacts or you don't have you know all the same but still if you believe in yourself literally i walked on to teams that mm -hmm. didn't know who i was and and if you get one opportunity like that that's all it takes to like get your foot in the door and next thing you know you're you're living out your dream and it doesn't matter how you get there just mm -hmm. keep pounding on that door you know yeah even like um back in the day i think it was like 2015 i was a substitute teacher okay uh, uh, while while i was in like grad school and yeah. um and there was a, a uh i had a mutual friend that was just the head soccer coach and uh and we became friends just because he was subbing too and all that whatever yep. he had a kid on the team he had 54 goals in the past two seasons no offers wow and so, and this was, this was only 2015. He didn't have no YouTube uh, highlight. So I made him a highlight video. Yeah. That thing blew up, got like 20,000 views, a million different offers. Wow. It was, it was nuts. And I was like, and, and the kid was straight out of Africa. So okay. it was like, uh, that's why he was like kind of unknown too. Cause it was just yes. like he came in and just yeah. like dominated in one year. And then the second year he had, so like, it's just crazy that like how many people, like how many kids are out there like that? Like you don't yes. even know about that are yes. not getting offers. And there's tons of, and good on you, yeah. by the way, to help him out because uh, I'll say that's a good segue towards this. If people are interested in going pro, having a video is yeah. so important. Like you just said, just, just having something to show you meet random people, or let's just say you have a little bit of exchange on an email. You can just put something in front of them to, you know, open their eyes, you know, humans are visual creatures. They see you doing some nice things on a highlight tape. Next mm -hmm. thing you know, they invite you into a camp and you get your opportunity. You know? And that's why, and that's why like, uh, I know you're not, you're not, you're not old, but back in, in your day, like that's why it, like YouTube wasn't even like a thing. So that's why it's like, crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man, this, this whole shift for the young people, I, yeah. I really, I really do have to say it. Cause I am, I'm so happy where I'm always going to love soccer. Right. So I'm so happy to see the growth and, and, yeah all the good stuff, even the, even the, the size of the contracts and everything, those are things we fought for as well. Yeah. But I will say, yeah, today with, with the likes of, of Instagram, just promoting yourself and YouTube, all these things we didn't even have, we just, it was just shot in the dark. You had to know <laughs> one person that, that co coached at your college or someone that's done it. You found one person and you just mm -hmm. ask them as many questions as you could. Now, too, even your podcast gives gives yeah. information to people that you you would never get to speak to somebody even even like me that you know not yeah. necessarily the biggest name or anything, but someone that's done it. And you you how do you meet people like that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's why I, I I'm thinking about it like while we're talking. I'm like, so is it easier or harder now? But I think it's just like both. Like it's easier to you know put yourself out there, but it's also more competitive. Sure. Yes, I would agree with you completely. Enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players? Well, how would you like to work with professional players one-on-one? -on -one? Now you can with Be Pro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. 
so yeah, it's a crazy, crazy world. Uh, going back to your career, I know you you won two MLS cups. So what what was that feeling like? Uh, it was amazing, man. Uh, I, you know, it's so funny. In every competitor, in every athlete, you have these uh, internal feelings and thoughts about it. In my time, I really was it was my whole dream, my whole life. I, I grew up in Pasadena. Galaxy had been playing right there. My whole life, I had dreamed to play for the uh, the LA Galaxy. That's what ended up happening. Um, I That's get there awesome. at a, yeah. Right. And family and friends, I'm really close to my family. So it's like, just to have them be a part of that journey and come to those games for those five years was incredible. Um, but like two, there's the, like my time, I think I got here right when it was like kind of the golden age, David Beckham comes in. So it was, it was crazy and exciting. Like i never had imagined anything like that for me. Right. Um, so yeah, it was, the time of my life, uh, as far as my own individual career as well, though, I think, you know, I came in and out of, of those lineups as a starter. Um, um, but y- y- I think each competitor has like their own, like, whoa, what I would have done individually and stuff. Right. Um, and so, yeah, we won two MLS Cup uh, championships, was very proud of that. Um, but I also think like, oh, if I would have stayed in small towns like Portland or whatever, maybe you're the bigger fish in a small pond. How would that have gone? You know, but uh, looking back, I wouldn't change a thing because kind of my hopes and dreams of just what team I would play on and, and, and the excitement of it. Some people don't even win one championship. So I have no complaints whatsoever. Yeah, no, that's all. I was going to ask you if you grew up a LA Galaxy fan. So you yeah. answered my question there. Yeah. All right. Are you, are you ready for the the five Quincy questions? Five Quincy questions. Oh, these should be interesting, man. <laughs> did you uh, did you hear too? Me and Quincy just uh we got to play a few months ago um at uh where was that the All Star yeah. All Star game? Yeah, it was a good time, man. Yeah. Well, how did uh how did that all like come about like that? I I know he uh, to that uh, that particular event. I think he got invited to the last minute. Yeah, I guess um. They had put different people in charges, put, putting some teams together, and uh, I got hit up last minute by this week in MLS, uh, uh, yeah. and uh, they were putting, you know, a little team together. I was like, I'm always down to play if I'm gonna be there, right? So me and Quincy ended up teaming up on the same team. We had Mo, um, and Eli on our team, and we ended up winning the whole thing. So it was a good time just uh, being able to see old buddies and. and kick around because i actually i knew quincy but i didn't i had never played with him on the same team or anything so mm-hmm. that was kind of cool yeah that's awesome um all right what is the most important uh skill or quality you feel made you successful as a pro player <sighs> it's all mentality and work rate man it, so skill is one thing yes sharpen up your skills for sure keep getting as good as you can uh but mentality i would do anything and it's, you know, especially when you get to the pro level, all these guys are self-motivated and I'm, I'm, I'm that kind of guy too, that whether it's pushing myself athletically or whatever it is, just, uh, being mentally strong and, and believing in yourself. That's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what's the, what's the biggest mistake you think pro play players are making? The biggest mistake pro players are making. Hmm. That's a great question. Uh, and can we define that as like uh like on the field wise or just in life general or what, what do you think? Yeah, both or either or. I mean, <sighs> yeah, like people. All right, so for example, like people said in the past, like you know they think once you sign the contract you're like a pro, but no, you still got to make the team or like 
to making you know financially bad decisions because they think they're getting paid x but you know like the taxes come out and stuff like that so there's so many right but i guess i guess i'll make this one simple how about this i'd say the biggest mistake would be just not even um because some people do but i don't think it's a huge human quality to be very uh grateful but just like your whole life you dreamed of this and so any pro athlete just even achieving that and just uh waking up each day super grateful that you're getting to walk out on the field that you dreamed of as a kid and, and being able to do that that's that's what i'll say but um other than that just maybe i would say just off the field choices would be the biggest mistake because we do mm-hmm. want to enjoy life too right but yeah. if, if i when i read into like how cristiano ronaldo lives his life and stuff like that like I think it just comes down to maybe a money difference, right? Cause these people yeah. are investing so much money and time into their body. And I remember I would go to the gym after I would do these certain things, but like, then I would go play my video games or do whatever it is. And those probably people are probably still doing recovery or working out yeah. even more. Who knows? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I forgot who it was. Uh, yeah. There's been a couple like, you know, high list players that came out and said how much they spend on their body like yes on like not hundreds of million like millions of dollars yes per <laughs> yes, crazy. yes. I, re- I read a story about lebron or something yeah like that, about like that's how much is. yeah and it was crazy yeah um what, what advice would you give a young player trying to either get like a scholarship or make a pro league uh what advice i think i hit my i'm gonna go back to my three things of just like self-belief um Focus is such a big thing now, too, uh, for mm-hmm. the youth because there's so many more distractions with social media. This, that, If you believe in yourself and you believe it good, put the time into the sport and it'll pay you back a million times, I promise you. Um, so, yeah, just uh, those things and staying ahead of it. Uh, I, I grew up kind of shy. Um, so if people are out there trying to get to that level, reach out to people. Reach out to anybody, whether it's on Instagram. Hey. You know, uh, is there any college coaches I can meet? This, that, just ask people. If they say no, what's what's the what's the worst that can happen? It's a no. Just ask mm-hmm. the next person. You know, try to try to make your dreams come come to come to life. Yeah, I like that. Uh, these next two could be soccer related or or life related. Okay. Uh, what what is something most people think is true that you believe isn't? Most people think is true. So you just you love the Quincy questions, right? Yeah, they're uh, I so here my issue on it is like I feel like I look at life like like philosophy and stuff, so it's like oh, that's so deep of a question, it's hard to answer quickly. Um, I I have nowhere to go with this one. Uh, you're gonna have to point me in a direction. Maybe I can answer. <laughs> yeah, like you know, some people uh, since Halloween's coming up, I'll say you know, some people think like candy corn is like the worst candy in the world. Oh, <laughs> uh, I personally like candy corn. I wouldn't say it's like my top five favorite candies, but I like it. I enjoy it. That's true. That's true. Um, I would say. Oh, how about this one? This is a great one. I'd say you're way more important to everybody else on Earth than you believe. So, like, I think people often think like, "Oh, what does my choices have to do with the next person or whatever?" I think mm-hmm. most people, but I think that's totally false like i think we're all connected in some way and uh you doing your best in life and doing right by others uh actually is all connected and and, and it does come back and find you in, in whatever way gotcha i like that 
Um, last Quincy question. Uh, what is something that you'd move forward with if you weren't scared of uh, what would happen if it didn't go well? Oh, um, wow, that's a great question. Because I'm, I'm usually known as a guy that ain't scared of much. But I think, too, as far as, like, perceptions, uh, one thing I think about often is, like, uh, have you ever heard of these people that analyze a lot and they overanalyze and it almost – puts them in a position of like non they don't move at all because they're so scared to make any choice yeah well well the truth of the matter i think is by making any choice and moving in a direction you only get feedback whether it's positive or negative and then you can make your best judgment on how to to move forward from there so if you continue to move forward and just make choices even if they're good or bad you get that feedback and try to make the best of it in that moment uh, you'll end up getting places, you know, pros are only pros because, you know, they've made errors. Also, they've lost games and you learn from each of those ones. And so you can apply that. Oftentimes, I feel like losing sometimes shows you the most important things you need to know. Yeah, no, definitely. And like you said, like I like uh, the theme of you uh, continuous, continuously saying like uh, you're going to get a lot of no's no matter like pretty much who you are. Yeah. Uh, in your life and you just got to get through those and then uh you know you'll get a yes like you, yeah. you get a i don't know what the saying is i think it's like whatever x amount of no's yeah, yeah, no, yes. yeah, yeah. and uh, only one yes it literally you have yeah. no clue the amount of doors that one yes can open so you just mm -hmm. run towards those open doors yeah no for sure um and now i know you retired in 2014 correct uh, so what is what has life uh, been like after soccer and like what are you what are you doing now? Well, I feel like that path is different for everybody. Uh, I didn't ever officially retire. Hopefully, I'll have my day. Maybe I'll get back out on the field, wave to the fans, say I'm, I'm done. But no, I never I never chose to hung it up. I think it just happened to me. Uh, at that time too, I just got back from Germany. One of my friends knew I was dealing with some injury stuff, um, and so they introduced me to some meetings. Um, being in in LA for a large part of my time, especially when I was playing, I had a lot of contacts that were just in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. I never, I've been kind of a laser focused kind of guy. Just like I'm telling the kids, I lived that life. I only thought about soccer. I only concentrated on soccer. Um, but after the injuries kind of was coming into the picture, I took some of the meetings and they're like, Hey, would you like to do this kind of soccer stuff, but for a commercial? Mm -hmm. um, and so I jumped into soccer commercials first and that's kind of, progressed into acting full full blown so i've been in a i just booked my biggest movie just uh just this last month so we just finished shooting that i can't say what it is but it should be coming out early 2023 Ooh. um yeah so i'm super excited for people to see that and uh yeah i've gotten involved in a whole bunch of tech and investment stuff um, just taking on whatever i can really i believe in getting my hands and everything seeing what i like most yeah, that's awesome. Congrats on that. Uh, is it is it like going to be a, a movie that's going to be like in theater? Well, actually, I don't even know if that's a normal anymore. Do people do no. the theaters thing? <laughs> no, that's a great question. Because uh, uh, in the past, um, this is like a kind of a what do you call those sequels and stuff? Like it's yeah. a running, it's a franch, it's a Hollywood franchise you've heard of. Gotcha. Um, and the past ones have, but I believe this one will be coming out on Netflix. Gotcha. Oh, I mean. At this point, like I feel like Netflix is kind of bigger than coming out of yeah. theaters. You know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like there is some. Uh, my family still likes going to theaters, and there's something yeah. about that in-person kind yeah. of thing. But it, it, you're right. Like that's what the whole industry, even 
thinks about all the time. Like, and you know, it's funny. It used to be like frowned upon when stuff came direct to sure, like, sure, digital. Sure, sure. And now it's like yeah. kind of normal. Yeah, it is. I mean, so many people too. I don't know what you do before laying down to bed, but like typically people jump on the bed, whether it's Netflix, Hulu, yeah. whatever, you know, they jump onto one of these and they're watching, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Like even like, I think, uh, for example, like, <clears throat> the Derek Jeter documentary is on, I think it's on HBO. Like I haven't okay. watched it. Like I grew up a Yankees fan and all that. Oh, but yeah, like, yeah. If it was on Netflix, I probably already would have watched it. But <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. that's why it's like crazy. Like I think regardless, I, I think if anything goes on Netflix, I think just Netflix is king at this point. And I think Hulu is sure. probably number two. And it's just like, I think it's really like, I think even like, for example, the going back to Derek Jeter and like the last dance, the Michael Jordan one, that oh, yeah, yeah, trending yeah. all over Twitter. Yes. Yes. And when the Derek Jeter one came out, I didn't really see much, even though he's definitely not as famous as Michael Jordan, but he's still sure. up there. Sure. But like, so it was kind of weird to me to not see it like. Yeah. At, almost at all. Like, it's yeah. The evolution of the whole platforms too. You're right. Like um, where, how they choose about which one gets, I'm sure it's a money yeah. related thing too. And who backs it. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, it can make a huge difference as far as how widely cast that net is. Right. Yeah, and somebody like Derek Jeter, he never had social media, and then now he has social media because yeah, of the documentary. Yeah, like it's yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's a uh, uh, few more questions, just some fun questions. What's sure. like, uh, what's like your favorite thing to do, like in your free time? My free time? Uh, I'm a big techie computer nerd. Um, and uh, you know, even at my age, I'm still not above playing some some video games. Um, but between hey, that's, a, that's a real job now too. Yeah, that's true, man. I could pivot. I could pivot. You know what the funniest thing about it, though, is like uh, in sports, right? On the field, you can speak a certain way. And I, I, I'm kind of a brash kind of work hard guy. Yeah. And I feel like with video games, too, and the amount of like toxicity that could really exist, I, yeah. I, would, I wouldn't really want to be like openly, yeah. you know, getting my competitive form out there. I don't know. But like it's it's a. It could yeah. be viewed funny, you know, um, but yeah, between that and just like, you know, enjoying my family and friends, I'm really just any activities we can get together. I like going beach volleyball, stuff like that. Dope. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite, uh, what's your favorite food? My favorite food. I'd say easily. It's probably beef jerky. Um, I don't know. Just snack. I always loved, but, uh foods, I love them all. So it's hard. I like <laughs> tacos. Italian you know, sushi, give me it all. I can't. <laughs> all right, I like that. Uh, well, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, yeah. While I was, I forgot to say. I hopefully you get that. Maybe you'll get that signed with the Galaxy for one day. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, well, maybe we'll pitch for that. And Brian Jordan signed for the Galaxy one day. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking too, like, because you lived your life. You you did whatever you did. Uh, but I always think it's so cool. These my friends that have families and stuff that that. You know, their little kids get to go down to the field, and, mm-hmm. and I feel like they just have fun, and they've probably never experienced that. So I'd probably, you know, if I ever hope for myself, maybe it's when I have kids where they'd be able to recognize me in that way because I didn't have kids while I was playing. Maybe they'd get mm-hmm. to see that. So maybe maybe I'll wait a few years. And, oh, well, you got, are you guys having – what about did the Galaxy? Did you guys have like a 10-year anniversary? Um. Like, oh, for the Cups? Yeah. Oh, actually – well, we did have so through our alumni program, um, we have 
you know, our alumni come back to the box, watch certain games. They, uh, you know, reintroduce them to the fans, what they're doing now. Um, so we've been doing good with that. I, but, but as far as like that winning group or anything, we didn't, we didn't have that like an anniversary or anything. Dang. LA galaxy. Come on. Well, no, I think it's more of a, if you look at some of our players, like David owns his own team. Now Landon owns his own team. Todd Donovan's up there. So, so as far as schedules, and oh, getting them you. together. If if there was something like official, I guess, I guess there was a chance you can get all those schedules aligned. But it, it is difficult, especially with the people that were on our team. Oh yeah, you're saying because some of them are still active. Yeah, like gotcha. they're, yeah, they're yeah. you know they got responsibilities now too. So all right, the 20 year anniversary. Yeah, yeah, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, could you let the listeners where they could follow you on social media? Sure. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's BJ underscore six. And like I said, uh, don't be shy. If you have any questions, ask uh, ask away. And on Twitter, I'm BJ six on there. Boom. Quincy Marroquois here. And thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today.